Hello everybody, this is Rafael Davidovich, and I'd like to speak to you some more about the upcoming Yontif of Sukkot. Sukkot is known as Mansim Chaseinu, and if you pay attention to the way that Sukkot will be described in the Kriyas Torah on the first two days of Sukkot, what we have here is that Sukkot is the culmination of two sets of Yom Tovim. On the one hand, as we say repeatedly, Bechag hamatzos, bechag hashavuos, bechag hasukos. Sukkot is the culmination of Pesach and Shavuos. It is the third of the Shalosh Regalim of the three pilgrimage festivals. And then we also know, as I've described in the last two shiurim, that Sukkot is the culmination of the Yaminoraim of the High Holy Days, which is why we leave our whites up the white parochas, the white bima cover, and so on, because, because it is the conclusion of the Yom Noraim. So there is an element to Sukkot that both of them share, meaning that Sukkot is the same in how it is the conclusion of Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot, as it is the culmination of Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot. And this would have to do with a single word, and that is the word endurance. What do I mean by endurance? Well, I'll give you an example. What does Pesach celebrate? Pesach celebrates the exodus from Mitzrayim, exodus from Egypt, Yitzias Mitzrayim. So we left, very good that we left. On Rosh Hashanah we recall how we followed God out into the desert in a land that was not planted. No seeds were planted anywhere. So we realize right away that leaving Mitzrayim is really not enough. And if you take a look at the chapters that follow the Exodus, everything that's included in Parshas Beshalach, we learn something that's quite obvious, but sometimes needs to be said or needs to be remembered. Which is that it's not enough to have a moment of redemption if there isn't a plan in place to make sure that you don't die ten minutes after the redemption or two weeks after the redemption, or one month after the redemption, or 40 years after the redemption. Because it's not enough to be born, you need someone to feed you. It's not enough for a baby to be born if the baby would then have no means of sustenance. Is there a mother there to nurse the baby? Is there a father there to provide for the baby and to feed the baby? Those questions have to be answered when a baby is born. And those questions also had to be answered when Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim. It wasn't enough to take us out of Mitzrayim. He had to provide us with shelter. He had to provide us with food. He had to provide us with water. And that's the meaning of the Pesach that says, Kibas Sukkos, Hushafti is Israel. That I had the Jewish people dwell in Sukkos. What are Sukkos? On the one level they mean huts, right? But on another level, and the Gemara says this, and this seems to be the way that it's paskened actually in Halacha, that it is not merely a reference to shelter from the shade, but to what is called the Anane HaKavod, the clouds of glory, meaning the full-fledged system of divine protection during that whole time in the desert. So that if Pesach symbolizes or Pesach celebrates the fact that God took us out of Mitzrayim, Sukkot then celebrates the fact that he continued to provide for us during those 40 years. Pesach was about that moment of birth. 
Sukkot is about the ongoing life of protection. And then the same thing on Shavuos. Shavuos, agriculturally, celebrates the fact that the first fruits have already been harvested. But when a person went to the base of Mikdash to thank Hashem for his good harvest on Shavuos by bringing the fruit of the land, the Mishnah in Bikurim, Mesechta Bikurim, the tractate that deals with bringing the first fruits to the Beis HaMikdash, says that the that special ceremony of coming to the Beis HaMikdash with one's first fruits and making a declaration in front of Hashem, thanking Him for bringing us out of Egypt and taking care of us from the days of Yaakov Avinu to today, that special reading, that Kriya, can be done from Shavuos till Sukkot as well. Because Sukkot has a special connection to the harvesting of all of the produce, in that it is called a Chag Ha'asif, meaning we bring it in, we gather it in, and this is what feeds us through the long winter. So that Sukkot is the conclusion of Shavuos as well. And then you have Sukkot, obviously, as I have mentioned previously, it is the culmination of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. How is it the culmination of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur? Because it's one thing to do teshuva, but once teshuva doesn't mean anything if it doesn't last past Yom Kippur. So that, yes, Yom Kippur cleanses, but what is demanded of us, what Hashem desperately wants from us, is to continue that process to go from the no to the yes. And I'll give you an example of what I mean from a well-known Mishnah in Pirkei Avos, which I think is known, but not fully understood. I'm going to reference two Mishnayos. One is a reference to anger. The Mishnah says, Arba Midos Bideos. There are four types of people when it comes to uh, good Midos, proper behavior. Noach Lichos Noach Leratzos. Someone who is easy to anger, but easy to appease. Yatsa Hefseiro Bescharo. He has this negative trait that he's easy to anger. However, it is outweighed by his, the, by the ease with which he can be reconciled to the person he's angry with. So meaning the prophet outweighs the loss. Koshelichos, someone who's hard to anger. Vekoshelichos, but he's also difficult to appease. Yatsoscharabehefseido. He has a positive quality that it's hard to anger him. But that is overshadowed by the fact that he is very difficult to appease. Kasha lichos v'noach le'ratzos, someone who is difficult to anger and easy to appease, chassid, that's the best, that's the highest level of good midos. And noach lichos v'kasha le'ratzos, someone who is easy to anger and difficult to appease, rasha, that's the worst type of person. What is the point over here? To summarize this mission in a different way, the Mishnah is saying that there are two important traits that uh, are connected to good relationships. The trait of the actual moment of anger. Can you reach that moment of anger or not? But more importantly, from the vantage point of this Mishnah, is do you get over that anger? So this is what we have over here on Sukkot. Sukkot, we have this idea that it's not just about the initial moment, but it's about how it carries into the future. As one more example, Shavuos is about the giving of the Torah, but the giving of the Torah was one moment, and as we saw, 40 days later, the specialness of that moment was lost in great measure when they went back to worshipping a golden calf. 
they climbed out of that pit, and Sukkot and, and Yom Kippur represent the moment where we showed that Matan Torah can continue to endure. And that's the special quality of Simchas Torah in the way that Jewish minhag observes Simchas Torah, and that we don't just celebrate the giving of the Torah, we celebrate the endurance, the long-lasting quality of the Torah by dancing and going in a circle and starting over at the beginning. That is the special quality of Simchas Torah, Shmini Yatzeres, which is, of course, the culmination of Sukkot. So what this means is that Shavuos celebrates the moment of the giving of the Torah, of that special Torah relationship, and Sukkot celebrates the endurance that Hashem gives us, that we continue to endure in that Torah relationship with Hashem. And Sukkot then continues and concludes the process that the Teshuva and the Kapara, the atonement that we achieved on Yom Kippur, has a long-lasting quality to it as well. As the next Mishnah says, Arba Midos Betalmidim, there are four types of students. And I'm not going to read through the whole Mishnah now, because we're going a little long. But if you take a look, that Mishnah, which is in my edition right here, chapter 5 in Pirkei Avos, Mishnah 12, Yud Beis, that when it comes to students, there are two important qualities, Lishmoa and Le'abeid, meaning do you hear the information at first? And then, do you lose the information? Somebody who can understand something very clearly at the moment he hears it, but then forgets it a day or a week later, then it, he has a quality, but that quality is overshadowed by the fact that the information does not endure in his mind and in his heart and in his soul. So Sukkot represents the idea that Hashem does not allow us to lose the gains of Pesach and the gains of Shavuos and the gains of Rosh Hashanah and the gains of Yom Kippur. Sukkot celebrates the idea, Sukkot celebrates the reality that we still are able to hold on to all of that. That's the meaning of Chag HaAsif, that we keep it, that it keeps on going, that it's not just a flash in a pan, but it's a fire that warms us all winter long, which is why in another manner of speaking, that the Hasidic uh, masters speak about, Hanukkah is an extension of Sukkot because it shows how the gains that we gain during the spring and summer and early fall months last us into the cold uh, winter as well. So that everything that we do on Sukkot is about how we are able to shelter the Kedusha, gather in the Kedusha, which is why the Schach represents all the materials from the harvest, the idea that we're able to still hold on to those wonderful gifts that we have gained during this entire Yantif season. With that, I want to wish you all a good Yantif.